All right, welcome back to The Common Thread. I'm your host, James Poirier. And for those of you new to The Common Thread, if this is your first time listening, uh, The Common Thread is a forum where we break down the walls of separation. We uncover the humanity that unifies us and discover that we are ultimately more alike than you may think. My guest today is uh, Eric Rias. Eric is a good friend of mine. He is a fitness and lifestyle coach advocate for health he has a really cool podcast called hearts over everything which uh, was actually one of the inspirations for this podcast so shout out eric and all the boys over at hearts over everything uh, for doing what you guys do also uh eric is has a youtube channel called big mood tv and uh, he's just eric is up to some big things he is always on the cutting edge of making sure that he can get out uh, his his knowledge, his zest, his passion for health, um, and make it accessible to as many people as possible. And he's really doing a great job of doing that. He also the thing I love about Eric is he he keeps it real, um, but he also keeps it science based. So all of his training, all of his modules, everything that he puts out there is based on cutting edge science. This isn't bro science. This is real stuff, guys. That works. So um, I'm all for putting other podcast out there putting on other people in this space um other people in the fitness space the podcast space there's just so so much out there so much to share so much information and um i'm not trying to hold on to it there's there's way too much to go around that's actually kind of what we talk about here today we uh we dive deep onto some really great topics everything from um what's going on in our current day with with race and blm and that whole movement um but then also we talk about fitness and nutrition we get to hear a bit about eric's story so we just we we hit everything we have a really good time and i know there's going to be more of these in store um so buckle up sit back and enjoy the show all right eric how you doing buddy what's up buddy yeah it's good to see you yeah man good to be seen um man i love this studio that we're sitting in right now for those of you watching or listening we're in uh barrio logan san diego and i'm a huge fan of this this uh, neighborhood. It's so culturally rich. There's so much history and culture here. Yeah. Is there is there a reason why you chose this one? Um, or? No, uh, Benny, who's uh, my partner in the podcast space, uh, he loves it down here. He's pretty mm-hmm. rooted down here. Um, and an oh, associate of his heard about this studio, Room and Board. Shout out to Jai and Matt. They do all, they're the team who does the, all the engineering and they've taken us to a really a new level podcast wise they've given me a sense of like when you when i walk in here i know i'm ready to work now yeah before when you're doing it in someone's house you're like a little bit let's kick it you know what i mean i like that that sets the tone for sure for sure cool man well i will say just for for our listeners you know eric is a really good friend of mine i've known him for a couple years now Mm -hmm. and uh, we've always we both had a very similar i'd say uh mindsets around just personal growth development um we both I uh, have a background of getting sober and recovery, but I know I could speak for myself. Uh, recovery goes so much farther than just staying sober. Um, yeah. It's, you know, living a life worth living and yeah. pursuing passions. Um, so I want to just kind of open right up and and hear about kind of what what you're up to today. What what are some things that you're doing today? Obviously, podcasting, uh, yeah. coaching. So I want to kind of hear a little bit about that. Cool, man. So uh, we have our podcast, uh, Hearts Over Everything. Uh, it started out, it started out, it's had so many iterations. We tried to like 
go right into talk show mode and like yeah. went in a studio our first time and and it sucked and you know I didn't know how to speak into a microphone still not that great um, but it sucked so we started out with me Benny uh, Jesse would pop in and out he wasn't sure if he wanted to do it because we would joke about starting a podcast because we yeah. I don't even watch TV I listen to podcasts and watch podcasts mm-hmm. all day that's what I yeah. do so I was like I can think I can do that um, so we started and we went to a studio because. Um, we went into Icon Studios, and and originally I was like, we're going to suck at this, but I want my audio quality to be good. Because mm. at least if the audio quality sucks and I suck, that's just like a <laughs> shitty combination, you know? Sure, sure. Uh, I can cuss, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. So, so, yeah, we started out in Icon Studios, and then um, we went into... Uh, Benny's house and and it was my friend Jess and Benny and uh, and Jesse um, and really the goal was like we have all these like my friends and I are all little misfits right like sure. we uh, in our in our racial groups we didn't fit in our all these different groups we just weren't like a part of so we kind of formed together and it's like Benny's Latino I'm obviously African American Jesse's Jewish and Jess is an Asian woman and we're like all homies yeah, you know what yeah, I mean like look sure. how we came together so I was like That's cool. you know the vision was let's have and it's still the vision let's have people represented so we went through that iteration um, and then we had Travis come on and there's, mm-hmm. there's like 40 episodes with Travis we're actually trying to get him back uh back on here he had some personal stuff happen yeah but we had um we were in Benny's Benny's spot and again it was more experiences represented very personal development oriented right right because we're all in that phase of our development um and then we took a we took a little bit of a break um last winter uh, for family and vacation stuff. And we actually lost a ton of our following because in the podcast space, you got to be consistent, yeah. whether it sucks or true. not, um, or whether you feel like you suck. So boom, now 2020, we came right back in, um, into Room and Board Studios. And, you know, Hearts Over Everything is myself. I have We have a monologue episode where I just talk to myself like a crazy person, <laughs> you know, and it. just... You know, really, it's tight to just work through things out loud, stream of yeah. consciousness, mm-hmm. um, and put yourself out there and be yourself. And like this week, I talked. To, I'm not. I'm not doing my best right now. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're shining, sure, and that's dope when you're shining. Sometimes you're just not. You know, the words don't come out as yeah. clean as yeah, you clunky. want them to, and yeah. things are not as fluid in the world. And and you know, um, and this week has been like that. And sure. you know, I talk yeah. about that on the podcast. Talk about the civil rights movement we're a part of. Yep. And then, like last week, in the for our guests, we had an activist, um, uh, Anthony Avalos, and he's talking about what's happening on the ground. The week before that, we had mm-hmm. Carly Golightly, who's a naturopathic doctor. She read my, you know, comprehensive blood work. So That's we want awesome. experiences represented. We, I want to be able to sit down and have a conversation with anybody. Um, and then Benny and Jesse have their experience. We're nurturing their podcast. You know, bef- before I was kind of running point. Um, now I'm with their episode. I'm kind of more producing. I'm in the booth and. And they're taking on a light because I want, it's not about me. Yeah. You know, it's, I have my 20 minute podcast. That's about me. Like the rest of them are, let me put, let me shine light on people who don't have the courage normally to talk Mm -hmm. and speak in front of a microphone. Maybe they think their experience is not valuable enough, but by hearing my experience, Benny's, Jesse's and our guests, we're all having this human thing. We're all doing this human thing, especially now where there's so much uh, dissent and divisiveness. Yeah. You know, we're just people. We, you know, political aisle, sexual orientation, whatever. We're we're just doing this human thing, trying to have a, a decent life. So, yeah. you know, let's that. communicate that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, you talked about hearts over everything. Uh, where did that name come from, and and what does that mean to you? 
Well, that's another thing that happened. Uh, um, I was writing, I have, still have the business plan. Um, I'm in the wellness space, been in the wellness space mm-hmm. a long time. Um, and Hearts, uh, Hearts and Minds Collective was the first, you know, collaborate, like first collaboration. It was going to be, uh, it was a wellness podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was, let me get healers on here, fitness people, bodybuilders. Let me get all kinds of people on here. Um, and we did that and, and, it just it's it felt limiting, mm-hmm. and I think it's good to be like to have a specific direction, kind of have like a niche or something. It's kind yeah. of an alley oop, right? Like right, let's right. talk about healing. Let, I know that space, right? Like let's talk about re- you know recovery. Let's those are alley oops. Yeah. Uh, so it started there and it was Hearts and Minds Collective, and then because um, we, then we had two podcasts. We wanted to start one with the homies, and it was Hearts over everything because it's it's love and it's humanity over all of it over all of it. And as a sober person, we don't get to, I don't, I don't get to put external things above like the human aspects of myself. I don't mm-hmm. get to. Sure. Um, and I've done it. I've right. tried it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like. So that's, a, that's a good distinction there saying I don't get to. Yeah. Because I mean, we, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording where it's like the longer that I do stay sober and have that sober mind, I feel like the, the greater responsibility exactly. that I have to to be in integrity. Exactly. And the, the harder it stings when I am out of integrity. Yeah, my my yeah. spiritual bandwidth is, <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can't I can handle that much pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to like use up all my cards, you know? I used the sex card up, I used mm-hmm. the money card up. Yeah. I used the like external, the bodybuilding card. I was like, let me be yoked and mm-hmm. I'm gonna like myself. And it, none of those things, they worked until they didn't work. So yeah, then it was exactly. like- Okay, now I have to love myself and put a spiritual life and put family above everything else. Yep. And it's given me when people say it, life beyond your wildest dreams. I never thought I could have the peace and serenity and and clarity and vision that I have now, but that's because I put love over things, love over everything else. Hearts over everything. Exactly. That's beautiful, Boom. man. That's great. Well, cool, man. So tell me a little bit about uh your your journey, a little bit about what led you to where you're at today. Yeah. Uh, I've I've found the more people that I talk to like yourself, when they're they're pursuing a passion, uh, a passion project like you are yourself, there's there's a story behind it. There's, yeah. there's a darkness. reason why. There's a, yeah, and there's a lot of times <laughs> yeah. of darkness, right? So I'm I'm yeah. curious w- what led you up until you know this point, Eric today versus Eric uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um so I uh I still have a hard time with this, but feeling a part of has always been a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was a young person, drugs and alcohol, even the playing field for all of us, I say this shit over and over again because it's so relevant in my life and drugs and alcohol, even the playing field. Um, and that, you know, quickly turned into a huge, you know, huge aspect of my life. So from, from 12 or 13 to 23, I had a rampant, acute, (laughs) terrible drug addiction. It was bad. I was the friend and my friends are getting sober now. I was a friend that were like, this motherfucker's going to die. They're like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to stay away from him. We can't get, those people who are like, I can't get close to you because yeah. you're going to die, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was bad, man. It was bad. And uh, I'm so thankful for how bad it was because I got sober at 23. That's I was right. presented with an uh, with an opportunity. Um, and uh, I took that opportunity and did, did some of the things suggested, not all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got half results, you know, and... Life got halfway is really good early. Um, and then I got into fitness. I got into fitness. And that was my first uh, my first steps in personal development yeah. besides getting sober. Um, what I learned in the fitness industry, starting out as a 
215 pound personal trainer, which that's small for the, you know, for the size yeah, of yeah. a little guy. And, and started out, I learned that if I eat right every day, that's one step. If I work out every day, that's another step. And I do it for a long enough period of time, I will be different at the end of the year. That's what I learned. It was my first introduction to personal development. Um, and it's a great analogy for that. You hear so many fitness professionals like, you know, use a life yeah. gym analogy. Yeah. Um, but it really, it was my first introduction to like working on myself. And it initially worked on the external, which I needed at that time. I needed a self-esteem. Um, I didn't have, when you when you spend your whole entire teens and early 20s high, you just don't ever learn to like yourself. Yeah. So I needed to use all the all the outside stuff, the easy, the low hanging fruit to yep. feel better. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be the biggest motherfucker in the room. And at least I felt a sense of power because I never yeah. had power yeah. before. Um, never had real power, only power that I took, which is so fucked up. Um, so I, I, I empowered myself through getting jacked and, and I, I made it a career. Mm -hmm. So at um, 2013, um, became a trainer, was in the gym in the gym from 2013 to 2018, 5 a.m. in the morning, 5 a.m. to 11, yeah. took a break, took a nap, stretched people, you know, because I do body work as well, did some body work as well, stretched people from 11 to 4, then back to the gym till 6.30. I grinded it out. and Day did in the and day out. Day yeah. in and day out, six, yeah. six days a week. And then the more I stayed in, it became five days a week, but I grinded it out. Um, but how I got into, like, dedicating the life in the, in the service now is because— um, I did all those things for the outside reasons. I wanted mm -hmm. to make a ton of money. I yeah. was like, I want to be financially, you know, good. I want to be good. I want to be able to buy whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Because I needed power. And I was at least I'm going to generate income and buy things that will give me power. And I, mm. like, you know, yeah. I used all those cards. I used yep. the money card, the sex card, the clothes card, the bodybuilding card. And really about two and a half, three years ago, I, I was like, fuck, I'm out. I'm again. Yeah. Out of fucking options and yep. say, use all the cards. Use all the cards, yeah. which I'm so grateful for because some sure. people spend their whole life seeking men. Yep. Some people and they're they, you know they may have X, Y, and Z, but they're vacant. Yeah. Um. And I don't have to waste my life chasing those things. So, I said, no matter how broke I'm going to be, no matter how, you know, difficult it's going to be, I'm going to dedicate my life to giving more than I take. Um. So in my coaching business, in my podcast, in the things that I do, I want to provide. Uh, excessive content. I want to yeah. uh, provide excessive value. I want when people to give me money, whether it's $10,000 or $3,000 <laughs> or $500, I want them to feel like they're getting way more than they paid for. So yeah. all of that, all that pain and struggling over my life now gets generated into like hyper drive and hyper productivity, even though my productivity doesn't define me. Yeah. Um, it kind of absolves me a little bit. That's great, man. <clears throat> That's powerful. You touched on a couple of things that I want to I want to unpack a little bit. Um, you talked about, you know, obviously using up those cards, right? Seeking the external to to try to fill the internal, and I think that's so common with yeah. with a lot of people. Not even just people in recovery, but I, I really do feel like that's that's kind of the human condition. It's very human, yeah, it's very, very human, yeah. right? Um, does that does that still come up for you? I'm, I'm obviously it does, but how, how are you able to maybe recognize that and then kind of shift out of that? You just do that a little bit quicker now. Uh, um, it was painful. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit like my, um, my, like my seeking was, it ended up very painful. It didn't only hurt me. It hurt people around me, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so pain is a great motivator. 
Um, yeah. And pain is a, is a touchstone of spiritual growth, right? So um, as I've grown spiritually, I just don't have the the bandwidth for that kind of pain anymore. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to being misogynistic, when it comes to like flirting with women, because I'm I'm a married guy, I'm a father. Yeah. When, like there's always women, there's always going to be a temptation. Am I willing to take on that pain? Yeah. You know, like you can do it. Like you can cheat, right? Like you can cheat. Are you willing to deal with the consequences? For right. a period of my life, I was willing to deal with the consequences. Now I just don't have the bandwidth. I yeah. can I can deal with very little dece- uh, deceitful discomfort. Yeah. I can deal with, you know, so yes, it comes up, but I remember exactly how painful it was. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, you know, I remember what it was like to not feel like I've provided my best version of myself in a business. And I never want to feel like that again. So it all comes up and it'll always come up. Yeah. It'll always come up, but it's like, I don't, I don't like the way that shit feels. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't feel it's a, good. It's a gross feeling, you for know? sure. And, yeah. it mo- and pain is a motivator. Mm-hmm. I talk about, you know, people, obviously in sales, you know sales better than I do. Mm-hmm. They say find people's pain, right? Find mm-hmm. people's pain. And I found my pain and I just know I do the opposite of what makes me feel like that. Yeah. Doing that, that selfish and self-centeredness that keeps me doing that, I try to be selfless and give more, you know. I love it, man. And it, 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 it shows up in the, in the fruits of your life. I can see that, that it's an authentic freedom, yeah. inner peace that comes along with that, which I sure ultimately does. think is the greatest gift mm-hmm. uh, with with living a life in, of integrity. And I've been, I've been really on that tip lately too, where it's like something as simple as waking up when I say I'm going to wake up, mm-hmm. right? It's the littlest things. Hey, if I set my alarm for five and I hit the snooze button and I sleep till six, like yeah. back in the day, that was just like, that was regular, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, I, I was so used to feeling shitty all the time. Yeah. And now it's like the, the littlest things. I'm like, okay, all right, you know. And it's like, well, if I want to, if I want to be on that that ultimate level of of integrity, you know, I got to honor my word. I got to honor my commitment, and that applies to everything. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, man. Um, you know, you you post about it a lot, and there's some some influential influential people. It's like discipline creates, you know, brings freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. There's there's an interesting theory I have on when it comes to health and wellness. It's it's when I'm not living when I'm not living a mentally healthy life or spiritually healthy life or a physically healthy life, um, I'm not being in integrity with with myself at all. I'm sacrificing mm-hmm. parts of myself yeah. to eat something that I want to eat. Right, like I'm sac- making deals with myself, and I try to avoid those things today um, because they. I can then, you know, when I got, first got sober, they talk about playing the tape through. And I can <laughs> yeah. do that now. Yeah. Like, I know that when I start making deals with myself, um, I know I'm going to I'm gonna compromise myself. And that compromises my peace, that compromises my productivity, sure. which are things that I value today. I value them over over everything else, you know? Yeah. So, you know, just I, I try not to make deals. I think people make deals with themselves all the time. Like, yeah. Especially people who drink and party. They're like... I feel like shit, but, but you know yeah, what I mean? There's it's always like, that, ne- that inner negotiation yeah, with yourself. Yeah, I, just, yeah. So I don't do that anymore. You know, totally. I don't compromise with myself. I love that. Now, so I'm curious, um, you when you kind of made that that transition, was it like a, a transition of when you're from a business standpoint, mm-hmm. right? From being very much, and I have the same exact way, right? When I first got clean, it was like very much about me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do what I want to do, you know, and there's a lot of insecurity that was fueling that fire which we talked about last time. That's a fire that doesn't last very long, yeah. that ego fire, right? Um, when you started to make the transition to being more outwardly focused, to doing mm-hmm. what, what you really want to do versus seeking those external things, would you say it was more of a gradual shift or is it something that you you kind of woke up one day and you're like, hey, you know what? Like, this is something that I, I really want to start doing. When I quit personal training, 
when I, mm-hmm. I, I, I took the risk, um, I took the risk and it, uh, you know, I sacrificed that and I said, I'm not going to personal train anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not, I felt, I felt like I burned myself out. Yeah. I wasn't able to provide the best. Um, so when I made, when I quit personal training, I said, I'm going to make it my focus and my, my job to, to provide more, to give more. And that's in business standpoint. Yes. But Really, where where the fruits are, you know, where I harvest the most is with my family. Yeah, I'm gonna help my girl with the kids more. Yeah, I'm gonna good. do more around the house. Um, I made a choice, you know, in my life to to abruptly said I'm gonna do more, and that was about two and a half years ago. So Man. it's like I'm gonna be an, be a better person, and that's where it starts. My my first uh, a sponsor says to me, the first place you be of service is with your family. With your so, family. So, but yeah, so it kind of translated. But um, there was an abrupt moment where I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, you know, I didn't like the way that felt. Sure, you know? that's cool. That's cool. Now, tell me a little bit about uh, your fitness fitness game and your routine, man, because you, you're still a big dude. Thanks. You man. know, you're pretty yoked up. Um, Thanks, you're swole, you're staying on point. So something's working. Uh, yeah. Um, and what is a typical routine or day look like for you? Do you have like a, um, a, a split a program that you're doing? No, I never been a program guy. Um, mm-hmm. like I've prepped for shows and, and been really regimented about my training and periods of my life and, uh, and periods of my, my, you know, careers mm-hmm. or whatever you call it um i've been very regimented but it became a job yeah i don't yeah. like the idea of this being something i have to do yeah um you know i don't like that uh at all it's something i get to do and something that i enjoy doing um so for me now what my program looks now looks like now is very different than what my program looked like five years ago five sure. years ago i would you know do daily undulating periodization for recovery and like because I would beat my body up for months at a time on a yeah. six-day-week split, every body part twice a week. And yeah. that's how I grew, like 5,000 calories a day eating eating yeah. at 3 a.m. until you go to bed and <laughs> yeah. get gallons of water and and all the egg whites and sweet potatoes and protein powder. I did all that shit for years. Um, then I would break it up with, you know, three days a week full body, um, which daily undulating is very can be difficult, uh-huh. which that's kind of what I've adopted today because I, I, I'm fit. I'm like fit eight months out of the year, eight mm-hmm. months out of the year. I'm about to start another program right now with the guys. I'll, um, I'll train. I'll create a, a, a commitment with myself where mm-hmm. I'm like now it's going to be I'm lifting uh, Mondays and Wednesdays are my lifting days, full body. Those two days, you know, um, and very little biceps and bullshit, very yeah, little yeah. of the minutia, sure. the big lifts, bench, deadlift, hamstring curls, leg extensions, all the the, the major movements. Yeah. And then, uh, so that two days a week and then biking uh, gotcha. Thursdays and Fridays. Because um, I don't really give a fuck about being big anymore. Yeah. I got big and it, uh, whatever. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm 260 exactly. pounds right now. And I feel now that I'm, well, 30 is very young still, but when, from being 23, feeling that way where I can run three miles a day mm-hmm. um, and lift and work on, you know, work on windmill towers and like do all kinds of crazy shit yeah. to now at 30 where I'm at 260 and I feel like slower. I just don't want to be that way anymore. So that's where my program is now lifting twice a week. So muscle hypertrophy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mondays and Wednesdays and then cardio um, two days out of week and four days training split um, and probably a re- my weekends are refeed. Yeah. I don't I don't encourage people to diet super hard on the weekends. It's not, yeah. it's not realistic. Right, right. 
Yeah. And I could, as you're, as you're telling me about your personal experience, your lifestyle, the way, I mean, you, you walk, you walk what you talk and you talk what you walk. And I can just, I'm already being able to connect the dots about how your current lifestyle and your mindset around nutrition, fitness, your experience and what you've learned and how that extrapolates and translates to your clients. Yeah. Right. So it sounds yeah. like that programming is pretty similar to what you're doing with your clients, right? Yeah. My, uh, my, um, clients programs are custom to them mm-hmm. in every way. Um, but all of my successes and all of my failures as an individual, um, go into the influence. You know, mm-hmm. I obviously don't project that, but, yeah. but I, I can know, I know what to listen for. Yeah. I know what to, he- I know what I'm listening for. I know what I'm looking for. Um, I know I can kind of predict what's going to happen. It's going to be a, you know, steady incline. Then there yeah. may be a dip in morale, maybe a, a increase in weight. So there's, there's, there's things to, to predict. And then the successes and failures of my clients, over the past, you know, six years sure. goes into that. So um, I think as a coach, as a coach, you know, you heard me say this before the podcast. Yeah. It's, it's about um, the science and the and the theory, explaining that and having that as your foundation. It needs to be, yeah. which I think that's a that's missing in our community. Mm-hmm. People think if you're shredded, you're now a fucking coach. All like, of a sudden you're a coach, hey, right? Hey, take it easy. Yeah, <laughs> Take it easy. But like that, you know, if you're getting that money, get that money. But, um, you know, the theory and the science is important. Um, and then it's personal experience and, and more subjective coaching uh, that really dials it in for people and drives it home because it's relatable to them. It's like, oh, I know what it feels like to to be scared of eating carbs, you know, mm-hmm. because you're going to get fat. So let's work through that. You know, I have clients who are like, I have clients who say, I want to drink, uh, stop drinking during this time and they can't stop drinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, I know what it feels like to not be able to stop, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I yeah. know, you know. Um, so That's all cool. of my life experiences per- uniquely prepared me to serve others. That's great. That's great. Yeah. That's it, so true. You know, it, you know, wisdom experience, I feel like is the best teacher, not only for ourselves, mm-hmm. but on the same token, right? I, I love that you said, hey, just because you're shredded doesn't qualify you to be a personal trainer. Um, but there is also a little bit of truth to the flip side, where somebody is all theory, you know, and somebody's 300 oh. pounds overweight, and then they, they can recite the theory. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's balance. Yeah. It's a balance. It's, it's definitely a balance, which I've, I've struggled with my balance, yeah. you know, because being, being in shape was the qualifier that got me in, into the industry, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so sometimes that's all, it's like a love for the love for working out. Like I love it. So I'm shredded. So I want to help people feel shredded and feel, you know, <laughs> good and get shredded too. Yeah. So that's a great, that's great. So you, and you want to have that, you want to walk the walk mm-hmm. um, and you want to, you live this life. Um, but there's some, it's a saturated market. Sometimes people just yeah. use that as the qualification mm-hmm. and it's, Absolutely. it just shouldn't be uh, the theory and the experiences is like you said, the wisdom and, and, and I think it should be a combination. Yeah. So man, this brings up a great, a great, a great, um, segue talking about, um, nuance, mm-hmm. having a, uh, just a nuance perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's very, very to, easy to fall into an ideology of black and white or mm-hmm. polarizing Dogma. ideas, yeah. dogmas. Right. And, you know, I know you've been very heavily involved in what's going on right now with our country, culturally, yeah. culturally and there is, I'm just noticing at least where the media is being highlighted is these dogmatic ways of thinking. Yeah. Right. The, the very, and that's, there's not a lot of nuance in between that. Yeah. Right. So I want to hear what's your perspective on, on that situation. Yeah. Cause you have such a open mind and such a unique perspective. Yeah. And I'm just curious as to what you've learned 
I know you've been educating yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would also like to learn a little bit about which what you what your experience is with this. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's so interesting. This yeah. whole it's an interesting time, and that's yeah. that's really how I've been able to sum it up for people. Because um, I've gone through phases of like super excited and passionate, and then bummed out. And and like my first week of this civil rights movement that yeah. we're in, I just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Didn't record a podcast. Didn't say anything. Barely. Only posted my personal experience. Yeah. Um. Didn't have an opinion just yet. Um. Sought counsel. Reached out to. Mm-hmm. Um, men and women who I, you know, admire and respect their intellect and who they are as people, and said, "What are you? How are you feeling?" And a lot of these men, and wo- a lot of these men and women of intellect, said, "I don't know what I'm feeling yet." Mm. So there was a lot of that, and I think that like Fox News and CNN yeah. are going to, they're providing dogma, they're providing yeah. ideology. 100%. So if that's where you're going, you're gonna get that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but that I don't watch any of those, so yeah. I don't get much of that. Um. So when you, I think if you ask a lot of people of color in the beginning how they felt, um, they just didn't. People just don't know because it's so. It's like we, I guess we never, we didn't expect the civil rights movement. But um, you know, with with everything happening, there's so many layers to it, and that's mm-hmm. what's. And I talked about this on my podcast last week. Okay, like if you think about the layers of of racism from a systemic point of view, and then. Racism can be very abstract as mm-hmm. well. There's people who can say something racist with no racist intent, no malicious intent, and it still be racist. And if you tell them that, they'll be like, what are you talking about? I'm not racist. Mm. And you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, they can't sure, even, sure. So there's a level of this that you can't even perceive, perceive. Then there's an educational level. And then there, there's there's a judicial level. And then there's interpersonal level. Yeah. It's so many layers. Yeah. And I think we have to pay attention to that and 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 look at that and talk about that. Yeah. That's why on my podcast I'm doing, I'm trying to do is have conversations. Yeah, totally. Um, because I don't know. And I I try to figure things out because it's just the kind of person I am. Yeah. Like, like now, nah, I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> trying to make do a math problem, right? Like, yeah. Um, and it's not a situation that I, I don't have the responsibility of figuring it out. Correct. Um, yeah. But I have a responsibility of, of, not being religious about any belief. My boy said last week, I have to understand that no idea in my mind is so precious that it can't be criticized. Mm, um, that's good. And and I find myself as a progressive or a liberal or whatever you want to call it, um, going with groupthink, but I don't want to go with the groupthink yeah. um, because the group is not always right. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then I'm falling into this religion, this dogma that I am so averse yeah. to. The podcast has become more about talking, you know, speaking against systems of oppression than anything. And if I think the left is being oppressive, and and then I need to say that out loud too. So it's just there's so many, layers. yeah, yeah, there's so many layers to this time. Totally to sum it up. But one thing I like I do tell people is get to know other people, get to know a lot of black people, and get to know the history. Because if you get to know the history, you're gonna be like, okay, I see, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. But it's but if you don't, if you're just ignorant to the fact, right. which I don't think you're. Be, it's not mean for people to just not know. Yeah, they're not being mean. But now look at it; it's in front of us. Sure. Now get to know um, and see what's going on. And inf- we're in the greatest time of information, so you have no it's excuse incredible. not to look it up. Yeah. So look it up, and then when someone tells you their experience, like you say, believe women. When people bring up race stuff or or prejudices that they're feeling. I believe them. Yeah. Believe them. And don't, you notice people will try to discredit, oh, they always bring up race. It's like, hey, man, you're just going to wipe them off because, right, right. because you don't agree with that experience. Yeah. And you see that a lot too. Sure. So there's a lot of soul searching and seeking that we all need to be doing. Yeah. For me, I, my momentum is always inward. So during this yeah. experience, I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I influencing my, how am I 
um, connecting with my sphere of influence professionally within my family, you know, then on the podcast, yeah. like, having people on and the audience that I have, I'm like, here, let me provide all these different experiences so we can all, we can all navigate it together. But I don't have any definitive answers, man. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just yeah. being a person, you know? I'm exactly. Just- hey, I love that, man. I think that in, that in itself, that's all we can do going back to that point is share our unique experience um, regardless, yeah. right? I just had uh, one of my friends on the podcast last week. You know, he's African-American. I like to ask people from all different perspectives mm-hmm. um, because it's it's a collective issue, right? Yeah. And every human being is going to have their own unique experience regardless yeah. of race um, because that's just how we are, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that you mentioned the, the group thinking because it's such an easy thing to fall so into. Easy. It, it's it, so easy, man. Well, people want to feel identified with something, yeah. right? Like it's like, and be a part of, which I wanted to. That's how I ended of up course, in yeah. a lot of the situations that I have ended up in. Yeah. I want to be a part of. Yeah. So it's natural to feel like I'm on a team. But mm-hmm. when it comes to a country, it's not team this or that. It's yeah. team America, right? It's like, right. we're all on the same fucking yeah. team and we're all like team people, right? Exactly, like, yeah. So like, 100%. how do I understand people better? You know yeah. what I mean? And how do I like, I don't want to go and completely talk shit just off this thing because I feel a part of. Yeah. But everybody's trying to identify themselves mm-hmm. in whatever capacity, put themselves in a demographic. Totally. It's just, it's very it's very natural. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to try to do that. Yeah. You know? I like to illuminate too, like you said, even with social media, which is one of the biggest media tools out there, right? That whether it's run by Fox or CNN, um, depending on what what you're following, and obviously you have the power to choose what you're bringing into your feed. Um, but it's one of those things where it's so easy to fall into, you know, that oh, I want to fall, in, I want people to mm-hmm. like me, I want I want that attention. I know that if I say this, that I'm going to get this backing, mm-hmm. or you know, what if I say this? And like you said, that fear of rejection too is a mm-hmm. big one too. That can be a driving motivator. Right? Yeah. What if What if I get rejected? What if people That's don't like what real. I say? You know, it's very real. Um, so. People are going to judge you anyway, though. Yeah. I really. I, the older I get, I'm learning that it's like I can tr- really. I've tried so much of my life to be likable and palatable. Yeah. And people still hate on you anyway. It's like, <laughs> fuck it, man. So true. You know, and I'm allowed to be wrong. And so yeah. are you. And, and you know, you're allowed to work through, you just, you're, you're allowed to work through things and be wrong. And who gives a fuck if people are mad at you? People are going to be mad at you anyway. That's people right. are going to be mad if you're, if you're, you know, if you're like a Bill Gates figure who's donating billions yeah. of dollars on a regular basis, people are still going to fucking They'll find you. a reason, yeah. You could be Obama and be a Harvard Law graduate and like one of the, you know, most eloquent men in the world and people are still going to fucking hate you. Yeah. It's just, there's no way around it. So think critically, be free, be free, which is hard for me. I'm saying it like I have this shit figured out. <laughs> but, you know, every three months I get worried, like, what are people thinking about being, but for the most part, I'm just living my best life. Live your best be life. Be free. Yeah. Say what you need to say. Fuck it, man. Yeah. And I love, I love the uh, nuance, right? I think that that way of thinking, especially from an addict mindset, right? It, everything for me was black or white. There yeah. was no in between. It was this or that, right? And because that, you need it to be though. Mm-hmm. You need it. You hold for a long period of time, especially when you get sober, yeah. you're holding on to the seat of your pants. Like, <laughs> like just as, like same thing in religion. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the same thing in, in Christianity and all religions. People are fucking holding on, man. Mm-hmm. They're like, no. Like I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, um, but the the more I live my life, the, the more I realize I don't know most things. Yeah. I don't know most things. And then the more comfortable I get and free as I get uh the as free as I get as a person, I realize I don't need to know things and I don't yeah. need to fall on on the black and white. And then you can work within the minutiae. Then you can work within the nuance and the gray areas. Because most things in life are gray. 
Donald Trump is not all the way wrong. Oh, mm-hmm. you can't say that out. You can't yeah. say that to people. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't say he's all the way bad. Is he dangerous? Yes. Is he X, Y, and T? Mm-hmm. Yes. But Obama wasn't all the way right either. Sure. And people now, like, you can't say that out loud, but that's the fact it's of the matter. It's facts, yeah. You know, um, and, and, but I think people find that dogma in religion mm-hmm. because they're fucking holding yeah. on. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. they're going to lose it. Totally. And so, so you know, uh, it, I talked about it. point. Yeah. yeah, people need it. People... Mm-hmm. When you see people who are like hardline on things, that's what they need. Yeah. My girl told me that because I was talking to a friend of mine who's so great, like so aggressive and like, you know, so aggressive when it comes to like just her belief systems. And my girl was like, she needs to, that makes it so she can control her Yeah, exactly. She feels safe. She feels like she has some control. You know, and I was like, fuck. And I've been that way. Yeah, totally. When I was a younger person, I would argue politics with you. Mm -hmm. Argue. Now I don't argue. I don't argue anymore because I don't have to because I believe what I believe. And you know what? You probably believe almost everything I believe in different theory of getting there. The more I get to know people, the more I, I, the less religious I become. Yeah. And we all want the same thing as human beings. Generally. Safe schools. Decent economy. Mm -hmm. You know, safe neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's generally what people want. Then you can go to like the bigger issues, which are different, but you know, you're not going to be able to please everybody. That's it. That's it, man. That's a great place to come from too. A great place to be. And I, I found too, man, the, the art of not knowing and discovery of mm-hmm. like, Hey, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a great feeling. It's a, it's a Definitely. good place to come from. And when, for when I come from that place, which I still, I still do from time to time, like I'm so set in this, I know this, it, it clo- completely closes the door to learning anything exactly. new, to new experiences, yeah. right? You'll have contempt prior to investigation, right? Yeah. Because, you know, um, yeah, man, it takes humility to do that, though. Yeah. And the culture, culturally, it's, it's we don't have a um, humble culture. It's mm-hmm. like everybody's flexing, everybody's, you know, you know, everybody's doing the most. Yeah. Um, and it takes humility to say, I don't know most things. Yeah. You know what I mean? That takes a lot. It does. It takes a lot to say, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, but that, but then it just makes you. Once you can say that you don't know, then you're like, oh shit, I'm open to a whole uh, another phase of life. It's, it's so good, you know. It breaks down the walls too, and you're like, hey, look, dude, I've noticed too. Like for people that that I look up to, that maybe are successful or are in their own right, maybe a little bit further down the path. When I when I humble myself and say, hey, man, like, dude, like I want to know that, as opposed to trying to flex and act like I. It's like mm-hmm. people respect that, man. It's like, yeah. dude, okay, that's dude, what a I would leader love does to teach you. I think yeah. that's what a good leader does. A good leader. I don't need more people who think like me in my mm-hmm. life. I have do enough thinking. I have enough fucking <laughs> cheering myself on in my yeah. head. I I need a good leader. I think keeps people around him that don't do what he does. Mm-hmm. That don't think the way. Like when we're approaching a problem, okay, you tell me your approach. Tell me what you would do here. And then if I disagree with you, I'll give you some criticism. I'll give you some feedback. Um, but I don't need. I only. I'm limited to my beliefs. I'm yeah. limited to my, you know, intellect. You know, and that's just. For me as a leader, I want a team of people who don't do. I do what I do, you know. Let me do. Let me yeah. shine where I shine, and I'm gonna let you do everything. Yeah. Um. I think that's that's the kind of leader I want to be. Is having like, I'm in. I'm. I. You know. Uh. Dole out tasks, but I want people to a cabinet of people telling me like, don't do that. Don't make that. Yeah. Move. Don't do that. That's you smart. Know? That's smart. You got to have people around you. We talked about that when I was on your podcast, but you got to have people around you also who who are willing to call you out, right? And yeah. we also live in a culture today where God forbid you call somebody out, right? God forbid you you show somebody, yeah. hold them, you're up to somebody, give them some feedback. Because to them, again, going back, it means that you're against me, 
right? Yeah. You you disapprove of me. It's like, actually, no, man, I love you. I, I wouldn't tell you anything if I didn't care about you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where people um, identify themselves with their ideas and their beliefs. Like my, mm. my Anthony talked yeah, about yeah. on my podcast last week. It's because if you're, if you're challenging someone's idea that they've connected now to their heart and their belief system, yeah. they think you're attacking them. When you, like with, that's, that's a good the point. interesting yeah. with Trump. Mm-hmm. When you attack Trump, people think you're attacking them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, hey, dude, no, I'm, I'm, I'm against this policy. I'm against this ideology. Yeah, it's not you as a human. You're sure. cool, dude. <laughs> I like you. Yeah, you know, that's it's this idea or value system that I don't agree with. Yeah, and and that's why I think we have such an issue right now is because we have belief systems. We have wokeness and and like extreme liberalism, and then we have right Trump conservatism, and and you can't you, people have connected themselves to both. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, man, I can. That was a perfect How little segue. Was that? that was good, man. That yeah. was that was a flow state. I wanna I wanna kind of tie it back into what you're up to today. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners, I'm always inspired by Eric. You're just Thanks, man. constantly in the process of creating new things Thanks, man. from this podcast. I know you mentioned uh, a little I got bit a bunch of, of shit, man. Yeah, let's hear about it, man. Um, so obviously the podcast is still growing. Um, we have our YouTube channel, Big Mood TV. Um, it's so on there we're creating you know playlists so you'll have the monologue playlist where it's just me you could find me there uh the the ho show ho is is the acronym uh that's benny and jesse they have their guests they'll have their own playlist cool. um then we'll have the guest playlist of people i come uh you know have conversations with so we'll have three playlists playlists there we're gonna have yoga flows and more fitness and personal development nice. uh, videos on that save youtube channel um i want people to find a hub of thought a hub of healing a hub of you know, creativity. I just want it all in one place. So that's the YouTube channel, Big Moon TV. We're nurturing it. Subscribe, fucking share it, all that shit. Um, then Hearts Over Everything, like I said, we have all those different episodes. So we're always building that. Yep. Um, I put my first book out uh, a year and a half ago. Second edition to that is coming out at the end of this year. Um, in regards to my coaching program, I'm, it's I really regard myself on having a, a comprehensive 12-week program. So Step by step, it's it's written out for you. There's parameters, but we work uh, we work fluidly within the parameters. I don't try to fit, um, you know, round pegs in a square hole. I just try to make people make it work for people um, and provide them some some tools and guidance. In regards to tools, um, everybody I work with has access to a workout library on the website. There's maybe 70 videos up there now. We're working on a joint mobility uh, section that'll be mastered. Cool, yeah, so there's a whole. That's awesome. Yeah, whole, um, you know, day-to-day joint mobility um, section. And we have already have a yoga pose section up there. And then we'll be adding um, yoga flows weekly to that. that. So so you can subscribe to that, uh, $5 a month, or you can spend $50 for the year. And you're getting all this content that's being created. Also, lastly, <laughs> we have a, I have a PDF I'm putting out um, that's going to have all the rhyme and reason as to why um, I'm encouraging people to do what they're doing, all the science and theory. Um, so, so they can see step-by-step step why, uh, why and how we're doing this. Um, and they can obviously keep all that stuff and have access to that stuff. Um, even if people don't utilize all of those tools, I want them to be like, fuck, I just paid for a shit ton of tools. Like, yeah, yeah. I have access to it. And then when people don't succeed, it's not that they weren't provided every resource. Sure. And I think if we're really working on the, the obesity problem and the, the, you know, Ex, uh, diet and exercise health issue that we have because this is a huge issue um, that we don't talk about. We have this industry that's hundred billion dollar industry, you know, a hundred million dollar industry, and uh, obesity rate is going to be fifty percent in the next ten years. So, like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. 
Um, and for me, it's my little part is just adding resources into the ether that people can subscribe to for a reasonable amount of money and people can, you know, put in their pocket um, or have in their phone where they can be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And, yeah. Um, that's just my way of, you know, being of service and giving, you know, um, it's perpetual growth. Yeah. You know, as a business, I feel like that's what every business is supposed to be doing. Just constantly evolving. Yeah, man. I love it, man. You're definitely keeping up with the times, constantly evolving, transforming on the up and up, man. So I love what you're up to. I know you're, you're creating an impact whether you see it or not. Oh, thanks, man. I just want to speak into that and encourage you to keep, keep doing what you're doing, man, because you've made an impact on me. And I know sometimes it's hard for a plant to see its own growth, yeah. right? But just know that I know you're growing and crushing it, man. So Thanks, man. I appreciate you. you. And uh, social media-wise, where can they uh, find you on there? Uh, Eric underscore Big Mood Coach on Instagram, Big Mood on Facebook, and BigMoodCoach.com uh, is the website. Dope, man. Yeah. Well, it was an honor and a pleasure coming out to your studio. Dude, I had a great time. And we'll have to, we'll have to fire some more of these off, bro. Cool, man. All right. Peace. Late. And there it is, another one in the bag, another successful episode. Eric is awesome. I love that guy. Um, man, that was great. Never a dull moment with my man Eric. Um, it's so cool to be able to have these kind of communication, these kind of open discussions with people um, where we can bounce ideas off each other. We could talk about real stuff and uh, have fun while doing so. So if you guys got anything out of this episode, um, please, my, my only request is that you guys share this, um, share it with your loved ones, share it with your friends, blast that out on social media. Um, hopefully somebody else can also get value from this podcast. Also a good opportunity um, to share what Eric has to offer and to provide because that dude is a beast and he has a lot of things that he's working on right now. Um, also, if you guys get any value from it, the, the best way that you can sh- share the love with us is uh, give this a five-star rating on iTunes, uh, if that's if what you see fit, of course. Um, leave a review, and that's going to help us continue to elevate the podcast, continue to bring new levels of excellence to what we produce, better production value, faster turnover rates, more episodes, and ultimately even better guests. Um, our guest next week is my man, Hakeem Isler. If you guys don't know who that is, go look him up. He is what they call the Black MacGyver. Uh, He is a survivalist, ex-military, just an all-around badass dude. Um, But we're going to continue to level up these podcasts um, and continue to get better and better guests on here. So just stay tuned. um, Spread the love. Give us a five-star rating. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Later.